You did why obey. Awesome. So we're doing why faith this morning. If you've got your notepad and your pen, I want you to get that out ready. And uh, I'm so excited. Um, whenever I get into the Word of God and getting ready to prepare, you know what, actually, I'll get you to come back up because that way you guys can relax. Is that good? Give these guys a round of applause. Thank them for their endless hard work. Getting here early, crack of dawn. What's that? What? I can't read lips. Yeah. Huh? Oh, Tess and Caleb. Hey, Tess and Caleb. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Hey, Tess and Caleb. You guys are awesome. And uh, my brother, my sister-in-law is here with her beautiful daughter. Awesome. Where's Chris at work? Amazing. So That's good. Hey, so we're going to preach on why faith this morning. I'm going to tell you why faith... Why do we have faith? Does anyone have a confident assurance of why they have faith? I'm going to unpackage this this morning. Why faith? Because He is faithful to us in His plans, purposes, and promises. Why faith? Because without faith, we can't have relationship with God. Faith is like the access point. Faith is like the key. Faith is the key that unlocks the plans and purposes in our life. Amen? God has a plan for you. Do you know that? Every person at the front, everyone at the back. God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, which Cody talked about before when he got up to pray, that God has a plan for your life. And we've heard this. This is a classic youth ministry preach, but you'll, you'll get it in a sec. But God actually has a plan. Even if you're 65, even if you're three, God actually has a plan for your life and the people's lives around you. And so God wants to get us to a place in faith where we can actually unlock the promises, the purposes, and the plans that He has for planet Earth. Amen? That He has for Adelaide. Amen. Hey, so when Stacy said before, we have a vision uh, for the from the city to the sea. Do you know what? Every time I feel that on the inside of my heart, I actually feel for Adelaide. I actually feel from like Port Adelaide all the way down to uh, <laughs> Mount Barker to Morfitt Vale. Like, I feel God is doing something in Adelaide. Amen. And it's not just for Norwood. It's not just for O'Halloran Hills. Not just for Parkside. It's not just for Henley Beach. I see God raising up men and women of God and faith is going to unlock the plans, the purposes, and the promises that God has for Adelaide, amen, and for your lives as individuals. But without faith, without faith, it's impossible to do any of that. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so Hebrews 11.6 says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. This is where it gets really good. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe. That seems so, like, if anyone was like a logic professor, like, this would be like goldmine for them. Anyone who comes to God, the God that you can't see, has to believe. How amazing is that? We actually have to believe in a God we can't see. That just blows my mind. That He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So there we see that faith unlocks the plans and the purposes and the promises, the good things that our Father in heaven has for us will come when we have faith, when we step out and we believe God. How good is that? All right, I'm going to set some ground rules. If I say something that's even remotely interesting or good, or let's just like break it even further down. If it's even audible, <laughs> you could hear it. 
if it's English, let's just go there. I failed English at school and it was one of my most shameful things that I grew up, you know, 10 years after I left school, I failed English. Like I passed maths, you know, flying colours, music, flying colours. I failed English, so I went to work, baby, and I worked on that English. So hopefully you do understand some of the things that I'm talking about this morning. I can actually speak good, good. No one teach me good England at school, so maybe that was the problem. At least I don't have listexia, because uh, that was a, no, a bad joke. Move on. There's that little switch that you were talking about before. <laughs> Move on. By faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Not only that, but it's, it's our access point into relationship with God. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified, everyone say, through faith. You might even have this up there. Oh, there it is. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, everyone say, through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access. Everyone say, gained access by faith into this grace now which, uh, in which we now stand. I love the image of standing. When we stand in faith, we're not sitting, we're not shrinking back. And actually in Hebrews it says, we are not of those who shrink back, but we are a people who have faith and stand in the grace of God and stand in faith and actually believe to see the things of God come to pass. And we rejoice in the hope of, glory, of the glory of God. Faith is the access point. And I heard this story, I think it could have even been Pastor Phil, but so many years of Pastor Phil, it probably, like everything I say, was Pastor Phil coming out. But anyway, there's a, there's a story that I remember hearing, and there's a guy, and he's saving up for a cruise ship trip. Is that right? A cruise ship trip. That doesn't sound right. Anyway, he goes, he saves, he's got $2,000, and he invests all his money in this cruise ship trip ticket and he's he's there he's waiting he's got his little bag you can see this old little man he's standing he's got his little bag waiting to go up the up the stairway or the the gangplank going up and he gets there and he's enjoying himself he's having so much time uh, fun he's just having a ball and he gets to the end of the trip each day he was like he got his little crackers out for lunch and he he got his little packet of chips from the the vending machine each day he was so happy enjoying and the last day he got talking to the people and he's like they're like hey man you want to come to lunch and he's like, I'm, I'm, I really can't. Like, I've, I've saved every penny and I, I, I invested in this ticket to come onto the boat. It cost me $2,000. I just didn't have money for lunch. And the guys look at him and go, hey, mate, the food was included. And then they say, I don't feel like everybody understood that. He paid his money and he didn't know he had access to all of this beautiful banquets and food. And the same is true with our relationship with God, the kingdom and God, and all of that is just like a veil between us. Like we've got this thing walking around in front of our eyes and we can't see all the beautiful things and the amazing things that God has planned for your life and the good promises that God, you know, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has all this stuff. And you know what? There is a veil and that veil can be doubt. That veil, that thing that holds you back is actually you don't even know that it existed. You didn't even open up your Bible and go, do you know what? I'm going to believe God that he has a plan to bless my family. My family might not know Christ. I'm going to believe. You know what? Before I saw up on the screen all the things that, we're, that you're believing for as a church, that we're believing for as a church when we're praying. And those things, we all have access to those if we have faith, if we believe God. And... 
I just love, I love talking about faith. I feel like I'm the son of the father of faith, Pastor Phil Pringle. But I feel like if you can just get a hold of understanding that faith is the key that unlocks. By faith. Why faith? And this is from that scripture in Romans. Because by faith, we are justified. That means we can have access. By faith, we gain access to his peace and peace with God. By faith, we gain access to his grace. By faith, we can rejoice. By faith, we have hope. And to sum it all up, I would say, why faith? Because he is faithful to us in his plans and his purposes and his promises. He is faithful to us as people. He is faithful to us to do what he says he's going to do. I feel like we just need to get to a place where we can just believe God that something is going to shift in Adelaide. We need to believe God. Stuff Freedom Day. We're going to believe God that He's going to bring freedom to people's hearts and lives and minds all across, not Australia, but the globe. We need to get some like spunk inside of us to believe and dare to believe God that He's going to do something. If you're stuck in a financial situation, I feel God just impress this on my spirit. If you're stuck, I want you to... St- not stand up right now because I don't want to embarrass you, but I want you to stand up on the inside and believe that God's plan is to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. It's important to explore why of faith. It's such a humongous topic, like humongous. Why faith? And I, I, I thought, you know what? Every single one of us, every, all every day, in fact, when you came in here, you guys are people of faith. You came in here and what you did was you stood and then just about here at your chair, you have a step of faith. You go from being in control of your weight on your knees through your calves and your bones and your feet, and you step out in faith, and that gap between where your butt hits the chair, that's a faith. And you have faith in the chair that it's not going to collapse. Every day you drive, you hop in your car, you turn on the key, you have faith that when the car starts, some of you are like, you don't know my car. <laughs> but you have faith that when you put the foot down, that the makers of that car, that, that you actually took it and you got it serviced and you put it fuel in the car, assuming you did all that. You have faith that when you turn it on, you put your foot on the pedal and it's going to go. More importantly, you have faith that when you put your foot on the brake, that you're not just going to slam up the back of a car. When you're walking across a bridge, I don't know, but I love looking at man-made designs and structures. You see a bridge and you're like, how the heck is that staying up? You have faith that when you walk across that bridge, it's going to stay up. Exactly the same thing with the kingdom of God. God's principles, God's laws, all of those things, they are just as tangible just as real, just as powerful as Einstein's laws, as Newton's laws. In fact, they're more real because they're everlasting. Everyone say everlasting. Amen. I'm preaching way better than you're responding this morning. This is awesome. So we've got to have faith, not just in the physical world, but in the, te- in the spiritual kingdom of God. We need faith. Amen. Because we don't live, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we live by faith and not by sight. That if, you, if you just got a revelation on that scripture alone this morning, it would just blow your mind that we walk. Walking is a physical action. Walking is some, like, actually, we you know, go through the mechanics again. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is the intersection of our reality 
and kingdom reality. That scripture there is talking about two things, a spiritual walking and a reality walking, that faith without works is dead. We have faith and we put it into gear, into action. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith, everyone say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. I titled this message this morning, 11 Hebrews. And you're like, well, isn't it Hebrews 11? That's because there's 11 Hebrews, and I'm going to pull out some stories here today. And so often you hear this passage of Scripture in Hebrews 11, and you think, oh, we all think, oh, these are the superheroes of faith. And I had a revelation about that. Do you know what? They're not actually superheroes. In the New Testament, it says that you should have faith as small as a mustard seed, and you could move a mountain. Do you know what? They're not talking about the quantity of your faith. Jesus isn't talking about, man, this person's got big faith and this person's got little faith. He's trying to get the image across that you just need to have faith. If you understand all the things that come with believing that God is, is who he says he is and will do what he says he's going to do, all you need is just to believe. It feels like a, uh, a Disney movie. Just believe. And that's why I'm using the word faith. But faith unlocks the promises and the purposes of God. And so here we go. Number one, by faith, Abel offered a sacrifice. Do you know what? When we give, we're actually just realizing and understanding that God is everything. God is, has everything rather. And all of it is his. And so when we have faith, we're just going, when we're giving this morning, we're going, you know what? God, it's yours. And I believe that you're going to bless me. Number two, by faith, Enoch walked with God and was no more. This is probably one of the most special parts of faith. That we have such a fundamental understanding that God is real and tangible and it cares about us as people. That you could walk so closely, just like my wife and I, we are close. We, we're inseparable. That, that relationship is so tangible with Enoch and God that God just goes, Whoop, you're going to heaven, didn't even die. Number three, by faith, Noah. This is such an incredible story that you get a word from God. I, I, like Stacy and I, right? So we, come, we're, we love, we used to call the Northern Beaches, it's the Garden of Eden. And, uh, and it's like the most beautiful place on the planet Earth other than Adelaide. Amen? But we were there, we're like, God, use us, you know, send us. And we get a word from God. I come on a holiday. Come just relax, play golf, drink wine. It's going to be amazing. And go to Henley Beach, have a coffee. I don't drink coffee, so have a juice. And we get to Henley Beach and God's like, this is it. You know, I often think of Home Alone. This is it. Don't get scared now. If you've seen Home Alone, put your hand up so you'll understand. I know that you're all vibing what I'm... So, but imagine, like, you've got to pick up your whole family and, like, the shame of like your parents, this is a bad idea. You're not going to Adelaide. Where even is Adelaide? <laughs> you know, whatever. But they're like, like, same thing is going on with Noah. He's like, hey, Noah, I want you to build an ark. Like, yeah, God, what is an ark? Like, what are we doing? Anyway, so imagine the faith. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. He's like, laughed at God. He said, you're going to have a child. Some of you are believing for children here this morning. Like, God is going to do that, and he's going to bless your socks off. By faith, number five, by faith, Isaac blesses his son, Jacob and Esau, and in regards to their future. Number six, by faith, Jacob blessed his sons. By faith, Joseph 
prophesies that the Israelites are going to come out of slavery. This is a really cool one. Eight, by faith, Jochebed. Does anyone know who Jochebed is? She's the mother of Moses. And this is so cool that she, so there's a decree in all of Egypt that every firstborn of the Hebrews was to be killed. And so she hid Moses and couldn't do it any longer because who's a mum? You know how loud they are. And three, we called Briley Terry, like in short for pterodactyl because her screams were so crazy. Imagine being Moses' mum screaming, so I can't do this anymore. God, I'm just going to put him in a basket. I'm going to send him down the river and God, you're going to look after him. And you know what? You know the rest of the story. By faith, Moses leads the Israelites out of Egypt. By faith, Joshua marched around the walls until they came down. And by faith, Rahab hid the spies and let the, uh, the good guys take over the land. 2 Peter 1, 3-8 says this. His divine power. Have we got it up there? His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of this world caused by evil desires. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Everyone say, add to your faith. Goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. If faith is the access point, if faith is the foundation, then love is the goal. And I want to even take it a step further. If, the, if faith is the access point, love, Jesus is the goal. Not only that, but faith is a foundation. And faith which we build upon with all those characteristics, with goodness, with knowledge, with godliness, with brotherly kindness and with love, faith is a foundation. It's the access point, but it's a foundation that we build our entire lives upon in the knowledge of God. Faith is the beginning and love is the goal. And Jesus is love. Faith, a knowledge, and a substance that God is the source of all love. I want you to close your eyes this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get Jordan back up, wherever you are? Thank you, Jesus. Do you know, some of you might, in fact, all of us are on a journey with our faith. Whether doubt, whether we're believing, whether we're believing God for a situation to change, whether we've been believing for a situation to change for so many years that we've given up and we've lost hope. I'm here to tell you, I came all the way from West Lakes to tell you this morning that God is a good God. That He cares so deeply and intensely for your life. And His plans are to prosper you. His plans are not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future I threw some seeds on my my lawn and I watered them and I waited 
I watered them and I waited. I didn't know when those little green goodness would come up, but God does. I got this picture for you here this morning. You're believing, you've planted, you're watering, and God is going to bring a harvest into your world. Whether that harvest is healing, whether that harvest is finance, whether that harvest is restoration in your mind, God is speaking to you this morning and the only thing you need to do is have faith in God. Mark 11, 22. Have faith in God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know where you are in your journey with Jesus, but maybe you're here this morning and saying, I've never made that decision to believe God. I've never made a decision to engage in this faith. I want to encourage you, it's the greatest decision that you could ever make. When I was 16, 22 years ago, I was in a room about this size. And my friends to the left of me, and to the right of me, and a guy from South Australia called Russell Evans. He said, does anyone want to ask Jesus into their life? And I felt what I didn't know at the time, but I felt my heart begin to pound and race. And I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time. And I knew that was me. This morning, some of you, you feel that, that tug on your heart, that knock on the door of your heart. That's God bridging the veil back the other way into your life. He so deeply wants to know you. He so deeply wants to be in your world. If that's you this morning and you would like to receive Jesus, I'm going to pray a prayer. And we're all going to say it as a church together. And if you need to say it afresh, I want you to say it in your heart to God with authenticity in Jesus' name. Say, repeat this after me. Dear God in heaven, I ask you to come into my life. I ask to be born again. Cleanse me from sin. Make me your child. Help me to follow you. Thank you, God, for saving me. Amen. Do you know you might be watching online here this morning? If that was you, there's a little button you can click that says you're lifting your hand. But if you're in this room here this morning and you were one of those people that needed to make that afresh or say it for the first time, ask God into your heart, I want you to find Brendan after the service or Stacy or Kirsty or myself or any one of the team and just say, hey, I want to follow Jesus. But before we go, I want you to stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for this beautiful morning. God, we thank you for the privilege that we get to come into your house. Lord God, into your presence. And God, as we lift our hands and we worship you, 
God, I thank you that an exchange takes place. God, I thank you that we will not leave the same as we came. Lord God, that we would leave lighter, free. And God, those things that we're believing for this morning as we have faith, we believe you. God, and we know that it doesn't matter how big or small our faith is, that all we need to do is just believe you, Lord. God, faith in the ordinary, God, is as good as faith in the extraordinary. And God, we thank you right now that we believe you. Financial break, breakthrough, healing, freedom, in Jesus' name, across every family represented in this room and online. God, we thank you and we declare right now, Lord God, families being reunited. In Jesus' name, relationships restored, supernaturally restored. Thank you, Jesus, for hard hearts being unlocked and opened. God, I thank you for those people we're believing to come to Christ. God, I thank you that, Lord, that you would soften their hearts. God, give us the words to say. God, as we step out in faith, Lord, it's like, like we step onto the water, God. I thank you that you're going to give us courage and boldness and wisdom to say what we need to say and do what we need to do, God. God, I thank you for, for words of knowledge. I see someone struggling in their financial world and God is giving you a word of knowledge right now about what to do, who to speak to. There's actually two people in this room this morning and you've had prophecies over the years. I, I feel like it's 10 years. You've been receiving prophecies about a certain thing. And I felt God say, you need to step out and you need to put your foot out and step in the direction that God has called you and it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to be scary, it's going to even look like a stupid thing to do, but God has got your back. God is calling you to stand up and believe God in faith, obviously faith and wisdom, but God is calling you for something greater, to something bigger, and He's going to provide you every single step that you take in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for Pastor Vicky and Chris. God, we thank you that you restore them on their holidays. God, you would invigorate them, Lord God. I thank you that they'll get rest and restored and come back completely pumped on life in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for the amazing team that are here at C3 Norwood. God, I thank you that all their hard work, God, is not for nothing. God, we thank you we see this place every week packed out. Lord God, we see multiple services like in this building. God, we thank you, Lord, for people coming to Christ every single week. God, we see this altar call filled with youth every single week. God, we see the children's church filled every single week with young people on fire for Jesus. And God, we thank you right now. Every dinner party full in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for more leaders coming. God, more leaders. God, we stand up and we believe. Lord God, C3 Norwood. God is going to do some amazing things in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Let's give God some thanks and praise in advance for what He's about to do. In Jesus' name.